Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Swinging Around, the sex-positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. Giving so, it up. I, I love that Swing Town opening. You know, just a couple minutes before recording, I was like, hey, what about switching it up and having the Swing Town opening be the opening to the show? In case you were confused, yes, this is still Swinging Around. We are. <laughs> and we are still not swinging around with anybody. No, that's true. I saw... Um, that the Michigan vaccination rates are up to about 30%, 30, 34% or something like Actually, I think it was 345 to be specific. Okay. So, I also, there. I also read another article that um, was a really good article um, uh, about, like, you know, when can we ba- when can we expect to maybe get back to normal? Um, and it was, it was all over the place, but it was from, it was a Vox article. And... Some of the uh, epidemiologists in that article was saying, like, when we're about like seventy to eighty percent. Yeah, it's gonna um, take that to get to her herd immunity. And then, um, although they're they're showing, like, I have seen some studies that have suggested that in some populations, the um, the rate of vaccinated people getting the virus or transmitting the virus is actually lower than they found, or like like the vaccine might be more efficacious than some studies have shown if that's the case then you don't need quite as many people for herd immunity but if it is less efficacious against like the new variants then you need more people for herd immunity so like it's kind of a crapshoot it is so in other news um dan savage's hump film festival we've talked about that a few different times the greatest hits volume three is coming out so pretty excited for that yeah we we were a little like we were um happy to have watched the 2021 just of what like a month and a half ago and but then we're like oh we have to wait a whole year now and then now they're doing greatest hits volume three which is cool because our first hump that we saw was the greatest hits volume two and so we missed out on volume one but it's cool they're doing a volume three yep so it's covering films from 2005 to 2018 so that's quite the quite the range and again we're not affiliated with this Mm -mm. with 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 the hump film festival at all we're just really big fans we um like it a lot like i know we've mentioned this before but the uh the erotic film festival that was always shown at the detroit dirty show the erotic art show um, local the local erotic art show we always liked those we never stayed for the whole time like we, we we might watch one or two short films but now i'm inclined to stay a little bit longer and watch those um a, yeah. a, a little bit longer whenever they have the detroit dirty show which i i'm imagining it's canceled for this year it's normally held in february and the website just says they're not canceling but they're postponing with no like indefinitely with no date, but they're not canceling for this year. Just waiting until it's safer. But it's had the and it's not getting safer. It's actually we're getting another wave in Michigan. So right. um, Michigan's kind of an epicenter. I know everything's like I was hoping like I'm just like everyone that 2021 will be the year where we might start getting some stuff back. But no Detroit Dirty Show. No, you know for our for our geek side, no Motor City Comic Con this year. Uh, oh, getting together in crowds is kind of a problem. It's it's so depressing. Every now and then, every you know, few weeks, I'll go on various sites and like check and see like, oh, does this event have any updates? And I go to the Motor City uh, website, the Motor City Comic Con, and they're definitely like, it's really depressing because it's talking about the cancellation of the twenty twenty. Like 
some of these places they're so beaten down by COVID or COVID hasn't even like, it's been so unrelenting that they there's not even, even updates yeah. saying like the 2021 is like, you know, any news about 2021 shows, it's still just the, <laughs> the cancellations and things of 2020 is like, well, we're not even bothering. We're, with, yeah. We're not going to put the effort into not it. Not even mentioning this year. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's depressing to look at the, uh, the, t- especially the, the motor city, at least yeah. the Detroit dirty show shows, it references at least the t- 2021. They're trying. <laughs> so, so getting back to Hump, I just pulled up the the web page. They actually have already released the films that are going yeah, to be don't, in, in I, volume. 3. Don't read them. Don't read them. I wanted oh, to the keep... titles of some of these are so funny though. Well, you can spoil yourself. I got it. Yeah, I'm on the list. I didn't read the I didn't read the descriptions for any of them, but just the titles. I'm like, oh, some of these sound like they're going to be good. I'm on the so, again, not affiliate. I'm on the email list. We recommend. So I, I I get those, and I saw I got an email with the uh, that had those. Um, that that had those the film descriptions in there and the titles and i started to look at it but i was like no i don't want to spoil myself because part of the fun is is not knowing what the films are going to be about or yeah i don't the, know what any the of the them titles. are about but i just looked at titles <laughs> so the the film fest itself is going from april 30th through may 29th so lots of and a bunch of dates in there and some dates. of them are like before you know watch with people um yep. or whatever you and i just like the watch on our own uh one so since so staying on hump will wax will wax hump's car a little bit more the uh the talking about it the we got in, since our last recording we got the email uh, which is cool showing the uh, announcing the winners of the 2021 mm-hmm. uh and so that was really cool what the the one that we thought was the sexiest was sort of a, it, not sort of it was a threesome between between uh those two guys and our two two girls and a guy uh was this it was pretty hot we we thought it was the sexiest one and that one i think most sexiest i i forget the the um the awards but uh the oh there, there was a lot of them i yeah. i don't think there was it was there was a, a handful yeah the, the one with the where the um where they did the food eating like the girl was tied up like a pig for and then mm-hmm. that one Keep talk for a second because I I want to look up and see what that one. So why do we like hump? I guess is a good question to segue into while you look this up. It's not for everybody, and not all videos are for everybody. But it's just nice being in that sexual space. I think especially now with with COVID and not being around sexy people, it it reminds me of just uh-huh. we're humans and we need to fuck. I do think. Well, I I I want to go back for a second and say that. If you're a person who is open to the experience of watching things that not that don't turn you on, but like maybe they turn other people on. Mm-hmm. So just getting to yours, you know, you said not all films are for everybody. I would counter, at least for myself. I'm not even I'm not even gonna speak for you here. I'll speak not I'll speak just for myself. I would say all the videos are for me, but some of them are expanding my horizons, watching things that I wouldn't normally watch. And so I think that I think all the videos are for me. And aren't at the same time. Like, I'm, I'm not into gay porn, but watching it here, I'm definitely exposed to a different side of sexuality that I don't normally seek out in porn watching or that I, I don't normally... Um... Well, yeah, when I say not for you, I, I'm just saying it might make you uncomfortable or it might not be a topic that you would seek on your own if you were going to jerk it. But... I, I guess I'm just, I'm just having I'm just bringing up a philosophical point that when we say it's not for everybody, some some people might interpret that as well. They it's, well, you're not an intended audience. If it's not if it's not for you, made by fil- fil- filmmakers who represent you, if it's made, then then it might not be worth 
your time. But I, I think if you're open, the films, I mean, some of these can be, can make you very uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Oh, oh Just okay. Just Google athletic piss pig and you'll see. <laughs> um, so, the, so the one, the one with the tongue is all it says here. Say no more. The one with the tongue won best kink. Best humor was the one that you like the guy who was doing the homework and he kept oh, getting he's distracted. Oh, he's doing homework and he keeps getting distracted. And, uh, yeah, I like that one. That a lot. one. That one was uh, best humor. That's about. So I guess. So I guess that's all I'll call out. I just couldn't remember what the uh, the one with the tongue won, and it was and it was best kink. Okay. So we're looking forward to it. So look, look. What were those dates again? April thirtieth through May 29th. So it's basically throughout the weekends of of those weeks. And it's definitely worth it. You can just watch it at home. Now you do have to watch it live. You have to watch it when it airs, and there's 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 no restreams of it. Yeah. So there there other than there's there's a couple here that are intended for like European screening, but otherwise they're mostly seven Pacific, ten Eastern, with few exceptions. There's there are a few. I think the the European ones are um, three Eastern because it's nine p.m. European. So, but otherwise, yeah, it's about between eight, eight and eleven p.m. What's the website for them to go for people to go to? Humpfilmfest.com. And again, we're not affiliated with them at all. We're just fans, and I have no shame like talk or I have no problem talking about things and promoting things that I'm just a big fan of. Um, so next, I just wanted to, I don't know, um, you want to talk about next, but I wanted to just talk about just general i think we've mentioned it on the show but i really enjoy we've taken a couple weeks off but i really enjoy what we call what we dub our porn saturdays <laughs> we've been doing our porn saturdays we have been having porn saturdays and, and and it doesn't have to be porn that we watch together i mean typically it has been yeah and we've been working our way through we, we talked about dirty dancing triple x on previous episode where we're currently watching Superman Triple uh, X porn mm-hmm. parody, and we you know we've talked about the. We've kind of gotten away from it the last couple of weeks because we we were on a little family vacation the last two weeks, so we've we've missed it. But I agree. So I'm looking I, forward to it. I was I, thinking yeah. this, this week we 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 have to get back to it. I I enjoy our our porn Saturdays that we introduced late into COVID. We I feel like we should have inter- we should have started it earlier, but we didn't. Know. You know, it was what like November or something or like or, or maybe maybe even not not even that long ago. No, uh, I think it was more into January. It might have been later in the year. But, but I, like I I set a goal for myself to have more dates with you. I didn't anticipate that those dates would be we lock our bedroom door and turn on porn and then we we bang and then we cuddle. But that's what we've been doing and I like it. And we also like. There's been a lot of sensuality in TV. I mean, the our our porn Saturdays, but also we've been watching now that it's back, Temptation Island, which we mm-hmm. just um, prior to this episode we were talking about future episodes and episode topics, and we think we want to do an episode about um, just the 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 philosophy behind the individuals who go on on uh temptation island yeah, and, just thought process and what and... we might do if we went there and the thought process behind it but that gives us another chance like once a week to have something else sexy because it's quite a sexy show i mean it's like a sex it's like sexiness and drama at the same time you like, you get both like you watch yeah. porn you're just getting sexiness you're there to bang um temptation island you get some drama there you also get some sexiness it'll it's reality us, TV. it'll it'll rev our it'll rev our engines um most times and we'll and 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 we'll get down and dirty either dur- during it or after it but sometimes we don't sometimes we just revel in the drama of it uh and, well, not and all not all episodes are sexy well they all have sexy people but sometimes you're like oof, there, there's some heavy stuff going on here yeah that's true um 
And we're still working through episodes of Swing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like slowly. That's like ever. Like I mean, we we we. That's talk like about... like like your best whiskey that you keep on the shelf and you do a shot of every now and then because it's so good that you don't want to burn through it quickly. What's, what's funny is I, I remember we pounded through season one of that show very quickly after we discovered the show. We didn't know about it for a while. And we just yeah. pounded through season one very quickly, and then ever since we just sort of remember we tried out to be on that show. Oh, that's... funny stuff. <laughs> that's true. We did we we did put in odd audition and. Uh, did an interview with the yeah. with the casting one of the casting directors. We and were on the bubble because they they took a while to get back to they us. They didn't select us. They oh didn't. wow! Oh well! Oh well! Oh well! I mean, to be honest, it it would have been fun, but we actually didn't think through or like we had we, a lot of trepidation. We didn't know what the, it, well, too. we didn't know what the logistics would have been. I mean, we had our our son at the time. Like, what would like we didn't know? Like, we don't know how he was long. still a baby. He was like even when you when you go on that show. We didn't know like how long you had to be away. Like, how long are they filming for? Yeah. Uh, how how many episodes do they film? How much time do you have to I'm take sure off they, work? I'm and... sure. They, yeah, exactly. I'm sure they film them back to back. And I think none of those things. I think we would have figured them all out. Like, would we have been selected? I think we would have done it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have been. I mean. I, I wouldn't have been worried about somebody seeing it that we no. know because again it goes back to if if you find us on you find us you're watching Playboy profile, TV exactly like, if you're you find us you're it. watching you're watching Playboy TV you're watching Swing on Playboy TV I mean I guess like if then I mean it's easy to say maybe like you know then it, well Playboy TV is a little less benign wrong, than like swinging the wrong, stuff the but... wrong person sees it and they screen cap it or they take videos and then it, you know it gets to your neighbors I mean I guess like you could. So earlier you mentioned the COVID rates and, well, I guess COVID rates and vaccine rates and all that. So that got me thinking, what what will be enough for us to go back to swinging? Like, will, when will we swing again? Well, you and I briefly talked about this earlier in the day, knowing that we were probably going to talk about it on the podcast. And then I forgot we were going to talk about it on, on the podcast. But I think there's a couple of different questions packed into this it's when are we going to swing like actually play with people being comfortable playing with people but then when will we attend and then that's that's like one time like time frame like when will we do this event but then there's other events like when will we be when would we go to a hotel party or a party yeah i guess and necessarily not play with people i would start with like what's what's the first like swinging type thing that we would even be willing to do so i just logged into sls to see kind of what's going on and there's a local hotel takeover in two weeks. Yeah. Would yeah. we go to no, that? I, you know? I get the emails or I get emails for a couple of um, the local the local parties. Yeah, they're, they're, they're holding parties. Um, so I guess there's a couple and things. Like, like, let's talk. Setting, setting all of, you know, or yeah. maybe we want to talk about should they be holding parties? Well, that's what I was going to say. Know. Like, do we want to talk about, like, should they? And I mean, there's a whole, there's, there's a whole, I mean, I guess that's that's a pretty loaded question too because then it's like telling people like what they can and can't do i mean that's what the governor has been doing all along uh governor whitmer here in michigan i guess i'm not sure so there's a couple of questions i want to unpack as i said the playing with other people going to a party maybe not playing with anybody but just being in that environment which we still haven't done because that's a party environment um people probably and so the caveat here is you and i both are vaccinated fully both both shots vaccinated and so then you really get into the question which a lot of people in society are not just swinging i mean definitely not swinging related um only are are talking about like what is safe to do with and when should you do it um i would say if everybody's vaccinated i think you could 
probably like, you can yeah. probably get back to playing if all four people are vaccinated. Um, that's, but what uh, if what if one couple's vaccinated and one's not? Like that that could be very well our situation. You and I are both vaccinated, but with a, only a third of the state having been vaccinated, odds are against us that we'd find another couple who's also well, vaccinated. Well, I think I think. Um, and does that matter if our chances of getting it are pretty low? Since we're vaccinated, I guess you but know. We, we theoretically we could still get it. They always say you know you can still get it and be asymptomatic potentially, and the vaccine is like helping us to right be asymptomatic and and they don't know yet still if you under, can spread it or there's not. There's still like, unknowns and all this all this science that's still up in the air. Um, I would say my gut tells me that it would be irresponsible to play with another couple that isn't vaccinated even though i might feel like we'd like to and we're probably it's probably safe there's 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 risks that i that i take i mean we've 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 gone to the movies well we uh not a ton we have gone i've gone to the movies two or three times um we just took the whole family to go to the movies a couple weeks ago to see raya and the last dragon and you know we had to wear our masks at the movie theater um and it, 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 I'm not sure, but I don't think I'd feel comfortable playing with another, another couple that's not vaccinated. It would feel a little bit irresponsible. And I'm not one to... Now, is it irresponsible in terms of, like, protecting our own family? Or do you think just in ourselves society, or society? I do think, I do think, on one hand, I'm a, I, you might, you might see me out in public without a mask on sometimes. If you see me at a public park. I'm probably not wearing a mask because I'm out like we just went on vacation and we went to Virginia and we, you and I had an interesting discussion at a local park. We took the kids to, and we weren't really, we were sitting on a bench. We weren't really by anybody. I took my mask off and we had a discussion about like, and you kept your mask on for a little while. And then we were having a discussion and you took it off, but you hung it on it on your ear to sort of show people, well, I still, I'm still a mask wearer, but I'm not, I'm, I feel safe at the moment. So I'm able to take it off, but I still have the mask. It's right here in my ear. Yep. And I, and, and societal norms. And then you were telling me that, well, it just looks like you're a mask. Uh, what's the term mask? Like not denier, um, just like a non mask wearer. And I was saying, well, I wear a mask, but we're in a situation that's safe. And I don't care if these people look at me and think that I don't have a mask. And that I wouldn't wear it in a situation that's right. indoors or where it's feels irresponsible. And so everything COVID has been really interesting because it's tested everyone's limits in terms of like what's comfortable getting together for family gatherings like or what's comfortable. What are you comfortable doing in your own personal life? And then there's what's the government telling you to do or, you know, your local government, your your state government is what what are they telling you? and trying to balance all of these things and i think the swinging is very interesting because it's it's by its very nature it's designed for like the the idea of swinging and this the you know the lifestyle is to be up close to people be it swinging yeah remember we had a conversation about like if you were single would you have sex with a mask on and all that actually it it ruins the intimacy actually and so i mean it, the the lifestyle is designed to be up in close contact. I mean, be it actually playing with people or just being at a party and you're dancing, but you're dancing right next to people and it's supposed to be a sexy environment. And so with all of that, and I, so I guess I'll, I guess I'll finish my rambling. Um, is you that you ramble never, <laughs> I wouldn't feel comfortable. I don't think playing 
with another couple who's not vaccinated. But I would feel I think I would feel comfortable going to a hotel party because I am vaccinated and but not playing about going to a playroom. So that's but then, interesting. Hold, hold on, hold, hold on. I'm not quite done because I actually want you to then just get all of your thoughts out I'm, I'm, before we have a back and forth. Um, so even though I'm saying I would go to a hotel party because they're holding them, well, they're, they're holding them, so I'd go. It's a, getting back to the question of should they be holding them? Probably not. From a, But... And then we get into the whole, should they be regulated to not hold them? That's a whole different thing. Or should they be, be um, I feel like they probably shouldn't be holding hotel parties. But at the same time, I don't know if adults the gov- are willing. Right? I don't That's... know if the government should actually tell them, you know, I don't think the government, I don't know if the government should actually say, hey, you can't hold these. But should morally, should we be having these hotel parties? And to be completely transparent, we haven't been to any of these local parties. So we don't know what sort of precautions they're putting in place. Right. I don't think I would be interested. I don't think they have a mask mandate. And if they did, I don't. I wouldn't want to go to a hotel party that has a mask mandate because that's just super unsexy. So I guess... But would you wear a mask then? The, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to a hotel party that had a mask mandate. So it sounds contradictory, but my answer is I would go to a hotel party, but I don't think they should probably even be, be being held at, at the moment. But because they are... And we're both vaccinated. I would entertain the idea of going. So that's that's where I stand. Okay, I I have trouble unpacking kind of what what you're talking about and and well maybe before we get to your thoughts, let me. It what's seems confusing. Con- it it seems contradictory to to want to be in the environment, the sexy environment of a party, where theoretically you're going to be on the dance floor, grinding mm-hmm. and dancing, and and so if we think about the virus in terms of spread. It spreads through human contact, coughing, mm-hmm. breathing, mm-hmm. talking, all of those things. So in theory, if you're on the dance floor and you're dancing, even if you're just dancing with me, we're going to be around other couples. Mm-hmm. There's the possibility of having the virus spread. Equally, I would say as equal transmission likelihood as if you're playing with another couple. So you're willing, you're, you're, un, you're unwilling to play with another couple, but you're willing to be in close proximity to other couples who are not vaccinated. So, so those two thoughts to me seem um, like they're fighting against each other. They are a little contradictory. So my thoughts are, I, I feel like we should do, or I should do my part to not transmit. And we're, we're vaccinated, so I don't think we would. But I guess if, so I, I think what you're getting at is if another couple is willing to play with us, like, should we be willing to play with them? And I guess there's there's merit to that. We could have a discussion about that. And I want to hear your thoughts and what you're comfortable doing. My reasoning for not saying that I wouldn't be comfortable with it is not for us. It's like I do feel like as much as I have this pull to be individualistic, I'm tired of being told that we can't do things. At the same time, I'm vaccinated and I would like to get back to being normal and the sooner we can do that, the better. And if potentially like in that one in a thousand chance that, or whatever the rate is, I mean, it's literally, I think like one in a thousand or, or less than that, that a vaccinated person not, not only gets rates sick, in but, Michigan have been lower than but that, also, but, but also I can't speak to other places. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Like when it's less than one in a thousand, but I guess like I want to do my part to not pass it on. So that has, so the, the, the playing with, with another couple and the, parties are actually two separate completely separate things which maybe they shouldn't be but play with another couple is 
I want to do my part. Like they say that maybe you could pass it on if you're, even if you're vaccinated. So I'm like, well, I want to do my part to not pass it on. And, and then, but then going to the, going to the hotel party, I would go to a hotel party because it's sort of the flip side where I'm not worried about getting it. And if they're having the party, I mean, I guess like it is, it is hypocritical, I suppose. Yeah. Like it's not entirely consistent. Um, and I recognize that. But I guess part of it is... Yeah, if you want to prevent if, transmission at well, all... It, it, that's true. But I guess if I boil it down, and again, this is probably this is contradictory, and I recognize that, but if I boil it down, I'm choosing to, you know, maybe play with another couple and and have a risk there if they're not vaccinated. And they're really... I mean, maybe they're willing to take the risk, but regardless, I'm saying... But the hotel party is going to happen whether we're there or not. Right. So we're not really... And so that's where I get down to, well, I would go, but maybe they shouldn't be having these in the first place because the hotel party is going to be happening regardless of if I'm there or not. The playing with another couple is not going to... Like, if we don't play, we're not... Like, that interaction doesn't happen. But the hotel party is going to happen regardless of if we are there, if Heidi and Danny are there or not. Well, because so, there's enough other people who are there. Exactly. The party's yeah. being held. Yep. So what? So it's happening. And then you can have a whole separate discussion of, well, should it be happening? And probably not, because especially with a vaccination rate in Michigan of 34.5% currently, then you know, I mean, there's definitely people who, and they've been having these parties for a while now. Like, um, the party, like, since late last year, some of these hotel parties have been back, um, even, even a little bit earlier than that. And, I mean, even before there was a vaccine available. And so it's like, well, what is the morally responsible thing? And I and, and everything's such a swirling, complicated mess because I don't think the government should necessarily say that people can't take get together and 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 um, get together. And it's on the people to mitigate their own risk. Right. And, and so, so if people if, are willing to take that if, risk, if it's... I was the organizers of the party, I might say, no, I maybe I shouldn't hold this. But if you're holding it... Demand is there. That's the thing. If There's... you're holding... Exactly. Demand is there. And if you're holding the party, then what is the responsibility of two people who are vaccinated? And to me, I'm like, well, if the, if the party's being held... I would say probably nothing. That's that... what I'm saying. I, I think the risk... I think it's the amount of risk that's being introduced by our presence. At the party, it's very minimal. When we're... When we are initiating the... Um, and, and how much are we driving it? We're not... When... We're not driving it that much when the party's being held, but when we're playing with another couple, it's completely being driven by us. Like we could not hold this, this you know, this interaction, and then the power is completely in in our hands. Mm-hmm. So, let, so let's so hear when, your thoughts. I've been talking a lot. I want to hear your thoughts. Well, I'm just I I don't know what my thoughts are, so I'm trying to like understand yours to build my own opinion, frankly. So, I, it's it's hard because you want to do what's right for society. You want to do what's right for for your family and we're both vaccinated so assuming that our risk of number one getting getting the virus and number two transmitting the virus is very low then i'd say it could be no holds barred let's just go do what we whatever the fuck we want and go back to some semblance of a normal swinging life but i agree with you it's it's still tough because in in the back of my head psychologically i am changed so I'm going to have to deal with, with some of the psychological stresses of being in that kind of environment. I haven't been around strangers without a mask on. 
in, in inside oh, indoors it's, at it's all. Interesting. So, some, of my, some of my coworkers have said the same thing where they're like, it'll be hard for me to be, go back to being in a crowded environment. I won't even given all the reservations of things I've been saying when I'm comfortable, I, 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 I guess maybe it's like when I'm comfortable, like I, we could go to a hotel party this weekend and I think I would be perfectly, I would be perfectly fine. I'm not quite there. I cringe. I cringe when I'm watching TV and I see crowds and I'm like, oh, there's so many people. Like, <laughs> I didn't have that problem before. Now, at the same time, I was grocery shopping this weekend and the people in line behind me were encroaching on the six feet of space and it didn't bother me. In the past, it would. And I'd kind of turn around and maybe give them a dirty look. And this time, I well, was maybe like, Maybe because whatever. you were worried about the risk and, and now probably, you're vaccinated. And so... Probably. I think that plays into it. That so, risk is, is being mitigated. So I, I don't think it would take me long to get used to it. But I do think I would have some, some stress. So I don't think um, I want my first swinging experience to be at a big party yet. I think I need to be around maybe some close friends of ours. And I think I would be okay with them having not been vaccinated if they've been quarantining and they, you know, like if I'm pretty sure Wait, that they're why not does it bringing matter? the virus. Well, we, we're not. Because we can still get the virus. Oh, I guess I would. We, we can still get sick. It's a low risk, but we could still happen. I mean, it could. I guess. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. I was coming at it from a completely different angle. Like, like we're vaccinated, so we're not going to get sick. The risk is all one way that the couple that we would play with would be. Well, that's their choice, not be, mine. Well, it's our choice to be okay yeah if 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 the virus gets propagated because of us well we're vaccinated so i think the chances of us propagating is pretty low i agree i agree but that's what i was but you were just saying i won't make that decision for the people i want to play with like they have to make that decision themselves if they're willing to play with us being vaccinated then why so i just the same way that you were trying to unpack what i was saying i'm trying to unpack what you're saying so then why is it that you wouldn't feel comfortable going to a hotel party because I still need to work through being in a crowd again. I oh, just you've been you've mentally, been, I've just been, mentally being in a crowd bothers you. Okay, I got it. I, it. I, I like I think I have a little bit of PTSD that I have to work through because I haven't in the back of my head. I know myself. I know I would be thinking, God, these people are so close. The chances are, one with the infection, 17% of, of COVID tests are coming back positive right now in Michigan. So, you know, there's a pretty high chance that a couple of people at that party are indeed COVID positive and don't even know it, have no clue. I'm vaccinated, but do am I willing to take that risk? So in the back of my head, I, I'm going to be thinking, like, I'm having a good time. I'm sexy. This is sexy. Am I making the right decision? Like that would, that's, that's the thought in my head is, am I making the right decision? Get me like three drinks in and that would probably go away. <laughs> right. Like we'll do a shot in the car. Like we always do and have a couple of shots at the bar and that, that am I making the right decision voice would be quieted, but I don't know if it would go away yet. So I have to get over that and that, that question. And I think as the number of people who are vaccinated increases, that question eventually becomes a moot point. But until then, that question will be in the back of my head. Like, am I making the right choice? There's going to be a tipping point where I'm just willing to go and say, I'm pretty sure I'm making the right choice. I don't know for sure 100%, but I'm going to go. Um, I don't know if I'm there yet now, though. Okay. Like, if I'm not comfortable in the grocery store without a mask, which you can't anyway because they all have yeah, mask exactly. mandates. Yeah, exactly. They even, all have mask mandates. I haven't like, had a chance to do like, that. I feel like that. baby steps. Like, I need to be comfortable being at the park without a mask or, like, other places where I can be without a mask. Then... Oh, I'm totally I, – I, I guess even my um, – what you – like, my, my behavior you've seen. Like, if we're in a scenario where I feel like it's 
wearing a mask only for show, which is like at an outdoor park yeah. where people aren't even biased, then I'm like, well, this is a mask for show. I'm taking this thing off. Um, yep. So I'm, so I well, guess I'm past that. Like I could go to a concert tomorrow and be psychologically okay. Yeah. I'm not there. I know um, I'm not. But like, like the other day I was doing some stuff for, um, our Girl Scout troop and we were unloading. A swinger? A, doing things for a Girl Scout troop? Oh, no, scra- no, no, no. Scandalous. <laughs> no, it's. This is like a month ago. No, no. We I'm were... just, I'm just making a joke that like we're, you know, swingers. swingers a... You know, yeah. if people, if people. <laughs> Um, Shh, be quiet about that. If people didn't, They'll kick me out. Like, if people, you know, in society knew they're like, you know, they wouldn't want. I, I, I almost. Girl Scouts is more progressive than Boy Scouts. I, almost, yeah, I'm I sure don't I think they would want out. you as a leader if they knew that, which is Probably ridiculous. Not. Like it's, it's crazy. It sort of gets into. I actually, well, we're not ready to transition yet, but it sort of gets into our next topic after after this. But. So, so getting back <laughs> to my point, like this, this is about a month ago now. I was unloading Girl Scout cookies, and we had all these cases and boxes, and I was with one other adult and i was hot and i was just like i don't know about you but i really want to just take my mask off right now like i don't socially see anybody like if you'd prefer that i keep my mask on fine i was like i'm comfortable enough to with you personally that i just want to take my mask off and she's like good i do too and we did and (laughs) it was like liberating but i was just with one other person and i knew her we're not close friends but i you know it was at least somebody that i knew so you know just thinking through that that was a big step for me. So it will be another big step to be in a crowded room with strangers to have no mask. It's, it's just been, you know, I'll have to work through it. Mm-hmm. So getting back to all the way to your original question, I guess I'm more comfortable being in a more crowded environment, but less like physical interaction, like not playing. I'm the opposite, I think. <laughs> I would be more comfortable in a small more isolated environment, even if those individuals hadn't been vaccinated. But it's just, I guess, the law of averages. Probability-wise, it's less likely to transmit in that scenario in my head than it is in the broader scenario. From from Like, if I'm trying to aggregate risk, that's fewer people equals lower risk to me, even if they're not vaccinated. I mean, I think that is true. Um, so it just highlights the difference between, just like you were saying, like the, the psychological like trauma that COVID has, like, caused all of us is shouldn't be understated i mean i guess like and the one thing we haven't talked about is like um i mean there's the whole argument that the death rate compared to how many get it is low enough that like all of this risk maybe in you know starting from march 2020 was crazy and overblown and well i I mean hindsight's 2020 too you just don't know you can go down that rabbit hole um i mean I, i i mean i definitely think that you could go down that rabbit hole and, and, and it is a rabbit hole for sure. Uh, so that's so, funny. It's and, funny that you and I feel opposite in terms of the, uh, yeah, I, I do. And like, I would definitely be in a, I would have no problem going to, and dancing around other people being in a playroom. I think even just kissing someone, I I'm looking forward to doing it, but I think that first kiss, it's going to be, there's going to be a whole host of emotions and endorphins behind that because well, exactly. that's it's why sexy. I, I think, and um, for me and I conflicted. agree with you. Oh, I completely agree with you there, but then that's why, the um, hotel party takes all of that, not all of it, but it takes the only thing then becomes just being in and around other people. So question then, if we're in a hotel party and we're not meeting other people there that we know, it's just randoms, and you're you're vibing with another couple, do you ask them, are you vaccinated? And if they say no, or you're just like, well, I'm sorry, we can't play? Like, would you in the moment yeah, do that? I have I a would. hard time believing that. Well, I don't know. I 
I mean, I might go into the scenario just like, I mean, you and I would have to have a conversation. Interestingly enough, we never ask, are you STD free? We make that assumption. I, well, and that's, (laughs) which is problematic in so many ways. That's a whole different like scenario. That's a whole different thing. Like we, we've talked about, um, the swinging, we've talked about the swinging, um, it's like an acceptance. We talked about the swinging lifestyle and, and the risks that we are willing to take and that we, and that we don't take. I mean, we, um, intercourse is always with a condom, but we often will do oral sex. We, we don't do with protection. And there's a lot of people who will only play mm-hmm. with oral, um, protection no matter what and gloves. And that is, I mean, you can't get like, there's a lot of, there's, there's, there's so I guess that even brings up, um, hip, hip, hypocrisy in the, oh, in our, big, yeah. Big and, time. um, Although it is different. I mean, there is a little bit of difference. I mean, I guess like an STD, STDs are mitigated by well, certain things. Is but also r- respiratory is a little bit different than, I mean, it, they're not, it's not completely apples to apples, but I agree that as swingers, we take certain, we, we, we take certain risks. I mean, any, anytime you introduce play with another couple or play with other people outside of your fluid bonded partner, yeah. you're going to well, introduce the, a risk. And so, I mean, maybe the transmission risk is different for, for STIs or, I mean, the likelihood of you transmitting one of those to your offspring is much, much different than it is transmitting a respiratory infection. And there's, there's, um, and, and again, I'm not a doctor to, but, um, there's, there's mitigate, like there is risk. Like if you're doing, if you're, performing oral sex like that you can have stds there like i mean men can have pre-com that um and so i mean there are risks and so i mean that's a that is a great point that we we do not play with um with with barriers in terms of oral sex and most of the couples that we know and 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 don't and i think that's part of the swinging lifestyle i think the other non-monogamous lifestyles are yeah, they're different. More, different. they're more. Um, I, I mean, to, to put it bluntly, more safety oriented, especially from what I've heard and mm-hmm. seen. The the BDSM community is much more. Um, oh yeah, prevalence of gloves. I mean, and you're probably not. Things, you're probably yeah. not going to get a. You know, you're probably not going to get a blowjob from a non-spouse, or it's going to be the lo- likelihood of getting. Uh, it's going to be you're going to use protection for for that uh, more often than not, and. So I mean we we we've talked about the inherent sort of um sort of sort of the legacy swinging uh, the the legacy it's like carryover from the 70s. It is. I was just going to say <laughs> yeah, the legacy I mean getting back to our opening it's, of it's the, the our culture. our opening theme song um from Swingtown but I, that swinging is still very much you don't really see um non-heterosexual uh play happening at swinging events it's becoming or yeah i I wonder though at at events that are are starting to blend the relationships between singing swinging and kink and you know at events where those cultures come together or even in in even more liberal populations um like if we had out west for example i wonder if there's a more more prevalence of those things i i would wager a guess that there is and if you're listening let us know right in because all we can do is conjecture about yeah, the areas that we've traveled and yeah, swung that's, in. That's and, always and true. The like, Midwest. So we can only, I mean, I've said this before. If something sounds like it's being said, you, a, a, a universality, 
it's only being said from the universe that I've been exposed to. All though. right, but but so we I can't think we speak, need to qualify like, what that universe is. Sometimes. But the pro- we yeah we as a reminder um, for people who don't listen to every single episode, uh, which. I mean, it's probably a lot of people, you know, you dip in a podcast, you dip out of a podcast. I do that all the time with podcasts I listen to. But you can't, um, of course, I can only speak about the environments that I've been exposed to and a part of. Now, the internet makes that exposure a little bit more because you might listen to another podcast that's um, covering uh, non-monogamous lifestyles and maybe they have a different perspective or they're a, a more worldly perspective than you have. And so you can be exposed to, I mean, the environment through the internet and, uh, but I don't think I have much more to say about the COVID, I guess. Like we're, it's, we it's, have to come to terms on what we want to do though. I guess that's the piece. And we don't have to do that now because we, we are on different pages. Well, I don't but know. But we will have to come I don't, to terms I mean, with that. I, I, so since we're talking about, it, I mean, we actually had another topic, but I'm wondering if this should just be the topic. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. COVID, COVID, another. I mean, I think we've we've already done a COVID specific episode, but the, our preamble turned into the full episode because it's it's highly relevant. I mean, it's impacting everybody's lives every single day. Well, I want uh, to swing. Like, I I want to swing. I want to have the social side of things, and it's not just that I want to fuck another cock. I do, but like, <laughs> like I love your cock. Don't get me wrong, but. But I, I want that like social. I want the something in that environment. But I just don't think I'm ready for a big party, mentally and uh, morally. I just don't think I'm there yet. Maybe I will be this summer. Although traditionally swinging parties in this area don't happen in the summer. Maybe they, they slow will. Down. They slow down. They slow down. They slow down. Yeah. Maybe they'll come back. I mean, it might be that our first big swinging event is in the fall. But in the meantime, we've got some couples that I wouldn't mind reaching out to that we're friends with that. I mean, we need to check in anyway, just to say hello and maintain that's true, relationships. That's true. We but... do have to check in and, and we could do that. And, and if people's comfort levels are, are, if, 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 if everyone recognizes, you know, here's we're we're vaccinated and we're not like, and, um, if, if everyone's comfort level is okay with, with where things are at, um, then, then I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, I, I don't see it's myself complicated. personally being ready for like a bigger hotel party maybe until the fall. I guess it's what's interesting is it's not too big of a leap for me to because we go out to eat at like we've gone to restaurants. We don't, I mean, we haven't gone a ton during COVID, but we have gone like when it's been open because things get closed down for a few months and then it's like, oh, you can go to a restaurant. So it's like, oh, we can we, we can go again. So like we've been in an environment where there's people we've gone to but you're six feet apart you're not bumping to, and grinding if gone, one of them coughs no, you're I guess, not walking through i guess it. all i was saying my the, what, what i was getting to though is that um we've been to disney world um we went in october of last year with the family like we've been it's it's less of a i i and i'm not saying it's right or wrong it's just how yeah. i feel though i feel in my head it's less of a leap to go from you know being in a in at disney world or, or around people or at the grocery store in general to you know maybe add on twice that number of people or whatever who are on a dance floor, but I'm still only interacting with you to then being in a place scenario oh. where you're physically kissing or fucking other people like that physicality I... of being intimate with another person. That's where the difference is between like a crowd and like, and they're around, but then being physically 
intimate I disagree. with another person. I well, mean, if you're going to get the virus, you'll get it equally on the dance floor as you will being intimate with another yeah, couple. Yeah. Like, I'm, that's... I can't, I mean, it's all, it's all mental. And, and just like we were saying, like everybody, like you were saying, like it's psychological, like it would just, even if I know, like, well, when I even at, if I know that a hundred percent of this room has been vaccinated, just mentally, there's a hurdle to get over that just being in a crowd, like people, and, and that is to- something that people are totally going to have to, just society is going to have to yeah. deal with. People at work have, like one person during a meeting was just saying, oh, I can't wait till when we can get back to being in a crowd again. And people were like, there was like a pause. People were like, Oh, are you joking? And she's like, no, I want, and other people are like, oh, I like don't even want to be in a crowd. I can't even imagine being, just like you were saying, I can't even imagine being in a crowd. And there's, there's all, there's ever, there's all the whole spectrum of people who are like, who are, who, you know, are out there right now being in a crowd and they probably shouldn't be. And there's people such as myself who I could be in a crowd. And then there's such people such as you where I could be, you could be in a crowd of a hundred percent of hundred percent vaccination and it sounds like you would still just have a psychological hurdle and that's completely understandable well, no, I, over the last like what, i don't think so it's been like 14 I, months i never said a hundred percent vaccinated i said going to a party of people which is probably 30 percent vaccinated so like i think you're you're extrapolating a little okay, bit never too mind. much sorry. On what I said. sorry i thought you were just saying that just regardless of vaccination status just crowds are sort of anxiety inducing i mean not like panic attack but like crowds in general is what i was is what i thought i heard so sorry about that if it was no it's it's at this point in time where i don't know what what the the state of affairs are of the the people around me so it's it's that unknown of like who's got the virus and who doesn't when 17 percent of people who are getting covid tested are coming back positive now Mm -hmm. even if it was 10 percent, and then 30 percent are vaccinated there's that's those are big numbers of people. If yeah. you're in a crowd yeah. of 50 couples, like I said, there's a couple of people in there, you're running the gambit, that are, that are going to be positive. Oh, somebody's going to have COVID there. Somebody's going to have COVID there. Yeah, for sure. Probably a couple <laughs> and, of people and are going to have COVID And there. maybe it's asymptomatic and doesn't get and, passed on. And guess what? If you're on the dance floor and you're near them, you're going to get it. No, well, I wouldn't well, say you're, you're going Well, if you're vaccinated. I mean, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I don't. I haven't heard. It would be interesting. I think early in... Like early last year, like the summer, I think we looked to see like, I mean, has there been any research or like um, even news articles that are like, oh, there was a swinging super spreader event. Now, Naughty New Orleans made a little, it made a splash and it didn't make a, it didn't, well, splash is a big, it made a, a ripple in the, I don't like, the know lifestyle how news. honest people are being with their contract tracing because you'd have to admit to that. Yeah, I guess. Are you I going don't. to admit that to your health department, or are you going to just be silent and be like, "Well, people might get positive, come out positive." Well, that's because you don't. They're strangers too. So what are you going to do? Be like, "Well, I was at this underground party. Here's what it's called." Yeah, that's true. And now you've outed the party, mm-hmm. which is technically doing things that are probably not really truly legal. Like you know, I mean, which is a whole separate issue, which we've talked about. That right. It so, should be. So I'm <laughs> I'm doubting that there's going to be much traceability there. oh that's true that's completely true too it's all a big convoluted ball of mess i mean and, and everybody's feelings are going to be complicated driven by different factors it's it's such a ball to untangle yeah, and, and everybody just has to do it individually to, and to me it's a big leap from what we when we were in disney to being at a at a party and i say that because yeah there were people in disney there are lots of people in disney all of whom were wearing wearing masks and masks cut transmission. They're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And not everybody wears them perfectly, but masks cut down transmission. And every queue, every line we were in, six feet apart, or there's physical barriers. There's like the the precautions there were very different 
than the zero precautions you would have at a swinging party where you're legit within inches of other people with zero mask. So to me, that is a huge leap to go from Disney World in October of last year to swinging party and a very minor step from being on the dance party to being in a playroom because you're already maskless and you're already in close proximity. There's added risk for sure if now you're mouth to mouth. Like, yeah, if you didn't get it on the dance floor, you're, you're going to get it here. But Oh, do you mean if you're playing with people? Yeah. but then Oh, you could be in a playroom like... Just with your partner. You could be, yeah. And and playrooms then, like when you and I are in playrooms, sometimes we're the only ones on the bed. So that mm -hmm. might even be lower risk than being on a dance floor. And I recognize there's there's hypocrisy all around. Like it's it's tough to like one of the things I strive for and it's not it doesn't always happen, is to be internally consistent. Like one thought like can be translated to another um, or you know, one thought mm-hmm. and idea can be translated to a uh, similar scenario, and they should have the same. It's a rationale. reason we call you D train. What do you mean? It's all connected. And so, I mean, I think both of us have shown that we have different levels of comfort, and they're, maybe they're rational, maybe, maybe they're not, but it doesn't matter. But they matter to each individual person. Like it doesn't matter yeah. if if you might think that my feelings are irrational or unfounded or or hypo- hypocritical. And in the same way that I, it doesn't matter if I think that yours or anybody else's. And COVID wow. is such an interesting like if people are being tested to their limits in terms of like what's comfortable. Like oh, can we get together? You know, can can our kids get together and play? Is it okay? Well, can I be around the, you know, a parent of the kids playing? Like, can our kids play? And then I have a conversation with the, with the, the parent without a mask. Like it's, everybody's being tested. And it's like, it's so complicated to, when, when people are having literally day to day, these, these like discussions about, you know, I'm loading up Girl Scout cookies. Is it okay to not wear a mask? Like it just, gets so convoluted when you're like when you're like well can i be in a swinging environment can i fuck somebody else without a mask like can i fuck somebody regard like you know it's just so complicated and it's like well then and my body's telling me one thing like i want to get out there like you know i'm you know one of the things we're going to talk about was the book sex and god and we'll save that for next time or a future time if it's not the actual next time but i've talked about it before one of the topics in that book is the sexual Social or the socio-sexual. I think I always say the sexual-social um, um, spectrum, but I was actually reviewing my notes or the, you know the book tonight, and it's the socio. Socio is the first word, so socio-sexual. All right, let's all go after you with pitchforks for getting it backwards. Well, no, I just for my own sake, I like to get it right, or because even if you Google it, you're gonna like you won't get the results you want if you're googling it incorrectly. Um, but we we're individuals who we ha- we're we want to be in this environment, be it playing with other people or being in, just being in a sexy environment in general and just like trying to navigate, well, what is my biology telling me that I want to do versus like, what should I do? What's good for society? It's like, well, maybe I think, and then, and then the science is still sort of up in the air in terms of who can like the vaccination. Can you, how, like what's the transmission rate for the vaccine? Everything's up in the air. So then people are having to make these internal moral decisions about what's safe well you have you have to choose between what's safe and what biologically you want to do and what like and what socially we're we're having to weigh options between so so being a part of a social network and not getting a virus which in theory for the majority of people who get it it's fine 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, let's not discount the entire thing of maybe everything is being overblown and, you know, the, the death rate is super low compared to who gets it. Like, I feel like everything is, not everything, but the majority but it's, is... It's also hard to, the majority to overlook is, the 500,000 people who have died. That's a, that's a lot of people. Oh, it's a lot of people, but it's not, but it's super low compared to who got it. Yeah. I mean, if you were to, if, if you were to play the lottery and you were... Um, I mean, I don't think if you got a lottery ticket that you'd expect to win, even at those odds. Yeah. I um, mean, in, in some, in some ways going out in public is kind of like playing the lottery because I know people who have gotten COVID and they're like, I've worn my mask. I've done everything right. I've been careful. Somehow I still got it. Exactly. And so then you could say, well, maybe there's, I mean, I don't personally believe in karma, but maybe they're not, not but it's probability it's probability and so it's like well if it's going to happen i mean not if it's going to happen it's going to happen like i don't believe no, in i still believe in taking in, steps to protect yourself but i mean there's people who have taken all the steps that they've got it and there's people who have taken none yeah. of the steps and haven't got it and so then it's like everything is just it's 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 a very complicated world and swinging when the by the very nature the very like fabric of this lifestyle is interacting with other people in intimate ways in intimate ways um be it a conversation uh on a dance floor be it you know all the way to you know the intimate of intimates actually fucking well and, you know i think we have found ways to be intimate or try to be you know not not truly intimate but at least be connected to to sex and the social aspect for over a year, and I think we can find ways to continue to do that a little bit longer until the vaccination rate is higher and we're more comfortable. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, I'm you, more comfortable. You and I can have conversations off air about if we actually would l- want to get together because I think you just recently. I mean, it's not like I've had my vaccine forever either. I've, I've finished the second dose um, late January, and so then by early February, I've had the second dose, and you just got your second dose, and so now we can start. Real, more realistically, because realistically we weren't going to do anything until mm-hmm. we were both vaccinated. But now that we're both vaccinated, it opens up. Well, now what do we do? Like, or what, 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 what can we do? Where's our comfort level? What can at? we do? What should we do? Where's our comfort level compared what do we to, want to do? yeah, where, what do we want to do? What's our comfort level? Like, what is ethically, like, what should we do? Even if we want to do it and we're both okay doing it and the people that we're playing with are okay doing it, should it still be done? Is it ethical to still do it? And you could have, and there's a lot of ethical debates you could have. If everybody's involved in it and everybody gets sick, I mean, I mean, a smoker, a smoker who's very likely to get themselves lung cancer and then they become the financial burden um, of society. And that's why we have, you know, high healthcare rates and all of this stuff. It's like, well, should the government outlaw smoking? I mean, no, but that does that person have the right to do that to themselves? Yes. I mean, I guess like it's not apples to apples because then it's transmitting to other people, but it's like, what do people have the right to do? to themselves and then well i think that's why there's been so many pushbacks against mask mandates and restaurant closures and all those things because people want the ability to make the choice versus being forced to make the choice and it's tough i will say the one thing we haven't really touched on that much is the media um because all every all the news we yeah get, I, I don't know i don't really want to get in no i much I, more down the rabbit hole of politics i do I for just a second to stick no, to no, sex no and, you know, i agree be- i agree not because where i wanted to go with this it's not politics per se it's and i i don't mean the media like well i do mean it in the terms of like i mean all fit all everything that i read on my tablet be it the news statistics 
um, health websites that have nothing to do with a political slant. Like just all this information that's coming to us, we have to filter that and figure out how to deal with it. Like when we're seeing, for instance, the COVID rates are surging in Michigan, which is articles that we're seeing, how does that impact us psychologically and like the feelings that we feel ethically? Like even if, even if, maybe in the back of our minds we're like we we know oh the rates are actually really low but we're being inundated with like oh the like the rates in michigan are surging then like that sort of feeds into well what do we feel comfortable doing like in the absence of any commentary from anybody what would we think or how does it play into our feelings like and I and I think it plays into me. I I feel it. I know it. Like when I see, maybe I feel like, oh, I'm vaccinated. I could probably help, be part of the solution of getting us back. Because I do feel like the people who are vaccinated can't hide in their houses forever. They have to. At some point, we need to get out of this. And so it's like I think the people who are vaccinated at some point need to go out. The problem and is be comfortable. But it's, then it's not obvious that you're vaccinated. And so then well, no, no. that, that even... actually could be pushing the public in the opposite no, no, direction. I'm not talking about the... So that all the people who are not vaccinated are like, oh, look at all these people out. I oh. can do it too. I'm safe. Oh, really well, not. I guess. I... So you have to be careful because well, there's no scarlet letter on your chest saying that you're vaccinated. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I don't want to have to prove that. To and do, I think that extends to, either, to do and that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. I think that's what I'm saying extends to sex and swinging. Like maybe I feel comfortable playing with another, com- another com- couple who's not vaccinated but maybe I'm wrong feeling that way. Or maybe I'm wrong feeling like it's okay to go to a swinger party. Or maybe I'm right. The problem is, is I don't know. We're in, a, we're, we're in times where it's tough to know. And it's like, well, well, we look to experts and maybe experts know. And it's like, well, maybe they don't or maybe they do. Well, and that's why I think we can just wait. Well, then that's making, well. Because. That's a judgment call also. It's like. At least in our state, anybody who wants to get the vaccine now can sign up for it. Well, that's It's tr- only a matter of time before yeah, we get there. I guess all I'm pointing out is that I'm, I recognize that the way that I feel could be wrong, but it's how I feel and could be contradictory, but it's how I feel. And just coming to terms with that. Sometimes you just have to come to terms with feeling contradictory and it's okay. I mean, we have so much stuff that we try to filter in our, complex da- beasts. in our day-to-day lives. I mean, I, I feel like you probably feel the same way that it's just hard to filter everything and I try to find numbers. That's I, I I'm an engineer. I'm I'm, I'm I tough. favor math. I try to find numbers and formulate my own opinions on what those numbers mean, as opposed to and, having other people tell me what they think the numbers mean. And it's super tough because one of the things that we've always said the whole time is that, um, and, and and getting into education is that our kids being physically in school, the education's better, and so then it's like we recognize that there's a risk of being on the dance floor and getting it. And then there's also a risk of playing with people and getting it, even if we're vaccinated and then we pass it on to our kids and then they maybe get it, give it to their, I'm not worried about the kids getting sick and dying necessarily, but I'm, maybe they have to, you don't want to be a spreading event. Like that would be exactly. You know, and so it's like, it's like, and that's all where the morality comes in. Exactly. And so it's super complicated because it's like, maybe I feel fine. And, but, but, the morality gets to me 
the the ethics of it gets to me and it's it's yeah. it's there, there's no right or wrong but it's like your your brain can spiral to oh if i swing or with this couple or if oh i go to a hotel party and go dancing well then that means maybe my kids and my entire kids class have to stay home for two weeks it comes down to probabilities and what's the probability and am i, am I willing to risk it and that's been a point that i've made every time we've made a decision to spend time with family to have the kids see their cousins for a weekend. To, every time we've made one of those decisions along the way, I've always asked, is this a situation that could result in our kids having to quarantine from school or being a spreader within their classrooms? And and we've used that as kind of a guiding light, and I think we need to continue to do so for a little while. Like That's tough. It's, that, and that risk has changed that's now a that tough, we're both vaccinated. That's a tough guiding light, though. It I, is. Because, because then it's you... It's limiting. Well, it's limiting, but it's also not because... Well, it's like, well, we could say, well, we've had success. We've let our kids see their family and friends. and But then it's like, well, are we actually being selfish if we actually want to play in any respect? Like, should we be in a swinging environment? I mean, society's barely, like, getting, like, kids aren't even in school five days a week. And then I'm not saying we're wrong to think this, but there's, you could say, like, is, should we, should there be swinging at all going on? And then, But it's happening. So it's just a matter of do we participate? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a philosophical question, right? I mean, it's like, of course it's happening. Well, and I guess that gets back to your point of if both parties are consenting and, and vaccinated, and if it's, you know, again, I think smaller group settings, smaller groups are allowed to get together. And I mean, CDC guidance is that people who are vaccinated can get together. That's true. So, but so maybe could... that goes back to your point of if you're with a group of a small group of vaccinated friends. It could still spread in, the, in that group, though, right? I mean, or at least but, that's what we're being told but, is but maybe the, it could. The probability of that is much, much lower. So then you think about risk, risk reward. What's what's the value proposition there? And and at that point, you might make the argument that the value proposition for the social engagement is higher than, you know, the the, the risk to our school age children and and beyond is worth it because it's it's and, theoretically minuscule compared to just taking them to the grocery store. And I'll tell you where my mind goes, and maybe this is spiraling into a. Uh, uh, area that it shouldn't go but it's like um if how do i want to phrase this well i it's i i'm having trouble putting my thought like that one particular thought coherently together but i guess like it's just the ethics around everything are just crazy and it's hard to know like what's right and it's like what's the risk level and then it's like, not only like, what's the risk level for me, which actually getting back to the STD and STI discussion earlier, when you and I decide to swing, the way that the ways that we swing and the protections that we use, and when we choose not to use protections, I in my head, it, there are things that like, it's like, I'm taking a risk for myself, or like, we take mitigated risks. Um, but we know, I mean, swinging, playing with another couple is going to be risky, but it's always usually, well, this is, this is isolated to myself. And then this is so interesting. It's so hard to yeah, because parse it, out. Yeah, because it starts a domino effect that's different than an yeah, STI domino me effect. swinging, typically, typically an STI is going to be like, well, me swinging, oh, what if I actually get chlamydia or something, you know, so, right, something. Right, And then, or it's like, now and it's like. Chances are you're going to transmit it to me, but it will end there. Exactly. And now it's like, oh, if if I swing, maybe my children's classmates have to stay home for two weeks. The, I mean, prob- the probability of oh, that is is super super. Oh, low. it's low, but because you but have the to get it there. and then transmit it to our kid and mm-hmm. then transmit it to someone else. It's super low. But the but the but idea the is, that, is there, and yeah. then this is also where I get back to, 
we hear stories of these type of things happening or whatever. And then like you're, and that's where I was getting back to the, even like, how does the media make us feel about this? And I don't mean political media. I just mean everything we're taking in um, externally from Mm -hmm. our household. Um, How does that influence how you feel? And it's, and I guess we, you know, we've spent an hour and three minutes. I mean, we, well, we had about, you know, 15 minutes or whatever of non COVID talk at the beginning, but I feel like we haven't arrived at any, um, at any solution for, even for you and I individually. And actually I do remember my thought a second ago that I, um, you, you know, you saying, well, we don't have to do anything right now. That almost to me, and, and that could be the right answer, but I also, I feel like I try to, I'm like um, devil's advocate in every avenue because I'm like, well, waiting means are we actually part of the problem? Because if the answer, I'm not saying it is, but if the answer is we should be okay playing with a, playing with another couple in a, or we should be okay going to a swing or a hotel party. If we, if the answer to we should be okay doing X. Mm-hmm. I think we should absolutely be okay playing with another couple behind closed doors. Hold, hold on. I, me, I think that let should me, be let me finish that no thought. issue. Let me, let me finish that thought though. I guess what I'm saying is, if the idea is that we should be okay doing X, whatever that X is, if it's playing with a couple behind closed doors, if it's actually like I would be comfortable going to a hotel party. But if the answer is I, I feel comfortable doing this and we don't do it, like if we wait, are we are we just causing or being part of another problem? The people who are vaccinated, who are still super scared and stay in their homes and we're not going to get back to normal, even though, you know, we get to 70% hurt, like, uh, we're not vaccination. there though. No, but like, let's say we get to 70% vaccination rate. It's like, well, we still have another bar to meet and we don't get there. Like there are going to be those people. Now we'll eventually, will the people who are vaccinated say no, even though, even if there's medical experts who say that we're at 70%, maybe we should wait till we get to 85. At some point, society is going to say no. no. Yeah, I but, don't. I don't know if we'll ever at, get to eighty. Should that be at that point now, in terms of like making that, those small decisions in your life? That actually, we spend an hour because it's not small for our lives. Like, is it? Is it being part of a philosophical? Is it contributing to a philosophical problem if you are just pushing the goalposts down? Even even in your and I's life, we haven't set the goalposts. We're we're trying to establish what the goalposts are. So I wouldn't say we've pushed them. We don't know what they are. Well, yet. we don't. I mean, the goalposts but, are the but things to that me, we. Thirty-three percent vaccinated is not enough. I mean, the it's not like frankly enough for what for me to be comfortable. We're not even at fifty percent. Maybe when comfortable we get to, with what? Because be, playing behind closed doors is thirty percent is with being at a party. When oh, I, I said maybe we should wait, I was specifically referencing going to a party. Oh, I thought I was taking it as all swinging activity. No, I I was referencing like going to a party. I'm oh. not ready for that, and I'm not ready to play with another couple. And so I think we're just at a point. So I guess what I'm saying is, but even if they're vaccinated, you're not ready. I don't know. I mean, we okay. hear that like you could pass it on, and like the the odds are low. I mean, thirty percent. So, so all roads to me point to we're not doing anything. But yes, but I recognize that maybe that could potentially or most or be part of the problem because we're you know I'm that person who's sitting in yeah. the basement being scared maybe or and, and I think there will be people who are like we got to get to a certain vaccination point. And and I I think I'm one of those people, but I don't know what that level is. But it, because it, because it's it's theoretical. It is, and I'm, it's so interesting. And I mean, it is what it is. And it just how it comes down to the the um, the ineffable feelings that we have. Numbers can tell us everything. Ineffable. I want to be effable. I Let know. me just say the how I met your mother me. joke. The uh, <laughs> um, 
but th- but the but but that quality of like we can read all the numbers. I can know it's probably safe to get together with somebody, but just the idea, the fact, just like you saying, thirty percent rate of just dancing next to somebody is high. My thing, and I feel comfortable doing that. Why? Who knows? Probably a dumb decision. So you're but, comfortable dancing next to seventy percent of the population, but, not being vaccinated. Yeah, it potentially gets, spreading. It, it to gets you. down to feelings, I think. Yeah, because not... I think physically getting down and dirty, you know, doing the, doing the deed is like. That is where I'm like I don't know if I'm I'm not comfortable doing that just the way that you're you like sort of cringe like ooh I can't be in this crowd right now we're only at you know thirty four and a half percent you know I don't want to be in this at this sports venue or the the swinging event or the grocery store without a mask I'm not comfortable with this I could do I could do all of those things tomorrow and feel comfortable but actually swinging with somebody doesn't grocery make me store feel- I might be okay I don't really come into contact with people I shop at nine o'clock at night. I think I would be okay in a grocery store. Well, then that's we're not talking apples to apples. Then you have to like, you have to go when it's busy. But I don't because you're saying like yes, anybody I feel like would go to a grocery store when it's empty and feel comfortable with it. If there's, but I'm saying when there's other people around. I mean, be- there are other people, it's not, but it's 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 not it's not apples to other, apples. Other people in in a confined space. I feel like when I go to the Kroger, it's busy. But whatever. My point was, I could go to these busy places and be okay. Like I'm vaccinated, but and I'm not saying it's rational, but. Physically getting down and dirty with somebody else, that's where my, my line is drawn. And why is that? And like for you, why is your line drawn at being in a crowd but then being intimate? And I mean, I know you're saying the probability, but it could still happen. I mean, so it's just... Yeah, I'm just thinking about the incremental probabilities. If, if I sum up the probability of getting it from all the different people that I'm interacting with, in my mind, it's highest when you're in your grade and when you're in the biggest crowd. That's true. The but, closest together in the biggest crowd. That's the dance floor. But then in, in the bar to, area, depending on the hotel that you're in. So I, I, I think I think it just comes down to comfort and yeah. numbers can inform us. But we're human beings. We're emotional creatures, and there's going to be things that like we just have to. And I mean, I think I need to get to like sixty percent vaccinated. I don't have a number in my I, head, and and I I don't know for sure, but I I think I need to get to the point where the likelihood. That is that chances are the people around me more than likely are vaccinated and the people who aren't, well, they aren't, but you know what? I am vaccinated. So it's probably going to be okay. Like, like I'm just trying to, to, to reduce the incremental probability that somebody around me has COVID and will give it to me. And I, I think we have to get to where we're past the 50, 50 point of people being vaccinated to be there. But it's probably not the point where they say everyone's got herd. We have herd immunity now, and and I don't know, frankly, if we'll get there because I think there's going to be enough people who are hesitant to even get the vaccine that we might not. And and it's hard to even calculate what that number is. Herd immunity is interesting, by the way. I was re- the same art- the same box article that I referenced earlier says you need to have eighty five percent herd immune or um, vaccination rate to have herd immunity for measles. So I don't know what the COVID rate is, but like they've. Mm-hmm. epidemiologists i guess i've been able to determine I mean, it, it's a real need, thing you need to be at 85 percent. we for, don't get the smallpox vaccine for measles um so I, I i guess there's 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 no solution to a philosophical like uh problem i mean um and it's something we're going to be dealing with the fallout from COVID. once we go back like we're going to be i mean you've even mentioned i i don't think knowing you i don't think this will last but you even said like you know I don't. I don't mind being in public with a mask. Like maybe I'll just wear a mask when I go to the grocery store. And there's nothing wrong. There's well, nothing. No, no, no. I, you're taking that out of context. I said maybe I'll just wear a mask 
when I go to the grocery store during cold and flu season. Oh, like, well, specifically. Yeah, that's that's and not the, all the time. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not something I didn't have... get the sniffles. I didn't get anything in the we, last year. No, and a half. our flu I rates got nothing. Our flu rates were dropped like So why not wear a mask in public in those kinds of situations? Because we're just we're human beings and I don't think we're designed to wear masks all day. Like for instance, like I can take that to my work telling me that oh, the flu rates were super low, so once we come back to work, we got to wear masks in the office it extends to the same thing and I'm yeah like, i mean that's what pto is for that's what paid time off is for that's, no but I mean, we, my work has explicitly said well not but that was a few months ago so we'll see if things change once we actually i hope that things change once we actually go back but i was pretty much basically told flat out we're going to be wearing masks when we come back no matter what forever yeah, that's, that's ridiculous and i i hope the because, employees like, revolt like because the flu rates were like and part of the argument was there was basically no flu during last year. Yeah, the risk isn't worth and so, the reward I guess there. That's just ex- you know? I was just excited. Because, yeah. because theoretically, if you get the flu, you take a day off work, you're fine. You don't come in. You take the day off. Now with working from home, you probably even just work from your bed or, you're, you know, and you, you power through, which well, that's the is whole thing becoming about COVID very is now, common now. Working People from, just power through. Well, that's a, and that's an annoying thing is I think working, I mean, I haven't really gotten sick to the point where I couldn't have worked, but I know psychologically, like if I did get down for the count, you'd still feel like, Ugh, obligation to work because you're working from yeah. home like it's tough just psychologically it's it tough to say well i'm to, gonna to, to take today. a sick day like yeah. because what like normally when you actually go physically go into work it's like well i can't i shouldn't be in the office i don't want to get other people sick i'm just gonna take a day off now it's like well like what is it like you gotta like what what are you saying i'm too sick to physically function in my own house if you're working from home is basically what you're saying when, yeah. when you take a sick day yep and that's super rare i mean most of us when we take a sick day we could probably physically do the well, work. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my experience has been people who get migraines. I mean, I've they, got yeah. you get a migraine, you're down and out. You I've know? never There's got a migraine. That... I mean, speaking for myself, um, and of one. I there's probably only been like one or two days in my entire life. I mean, I've taken a lot of sick days. You might have the poops. You might have the diarrhea. You might you might, you might have some <laughs> gastrointestinal issues, and you might want to just stay home. You might need a mental day. But I mean, I've probably had maybe like one or two days in my entire life. You're lucky. You're healthy. That I'm that I'm like couldn't function. Like literally couldn't function. I've had a few times where I've gotten strep throat, and it's given me the fever and the chills, and I've needed to be in bed for a day. You know that yeah. that's happened to me, especially when our son was little and was spreading it like wildfire. He would get it. I would get it. He was a carrier. Ugh. So after all that, I guess I just I can just sum it up that we're every we're emotional creatures. We're human beings. We all we try to be as rational as we can. We try to use numbers to to find out what's safe and to um, figure out and mitigate risk. And well, we're trying to make the right decision when there is no right decision. There is, there is, and that there is isn't. that's the truth. Hashtag truth. There is, there is no right decision. And I think we need to. And and you and I, I think, are pretty good about this. But we need to not be judgmental because everyone's decisions and philosophies are different. So all those people who are going to parties. I shouldn't look, we shouldn't look down on them because we don't know their moral code and it may differ from ours and be different yeah, from no. what we think is moral. But at the same time, like, I think it's important that we, well, that gets back refrain from, from judging others because everyone's making the decisions that they think are best for their personal life. So exactly that. And I do, but I do recognize that I think some people, I mean, there might be some decisions that are more reckless than others in our opinion, but I mean, there is a fine line. I'm not going to do it right at this second, but I will say that there is, and if I take COVID out of it, there are scenarios where you can judge other people's behavior and 
and yeah, it's just a matter of what yardstick are you judging it against? Are you what judging yardstick it against you, a personal one? Are you judging it against? I mean, I guess a, like it is like, well, are you taking the, law, the like, moral high road? Yeah, I guess like I, I guess, and I always try to approach things usually from the philosophically, morally, and ethically correct thing to do, not necessarily the lawfully, because sometimes the laws don't like right. Like, but even this, even within ethics, there's different kinds of ethics. Whether you're you're you know, practicing utilitarian ethics or you're practicing, there's, there's different kinds of ethics even. So totally. I mean, I'm a huge comic book nerd and there's, you know, the whole, the classic Batman, uh, uh, conundrum, like, should you kill the Joker or not? Joker's killed, you know, hundreds of people. And it's like, should Batman kill the Joker? Mm-hmm. I'm fully on kill the, kill the Joker, kill him. You do what's, and I guess this is, I mean, I guess it ties in a little bit to what we've been talking about with COVID. Like, what is the, yeah, there's, there's what's, do the, what's, best for what's the thing that's the best for society? And, and Batman's argument, the writers always use the argument that like, and I mean, it is a philosophical um, standpoint that like, you Ends don't justify you the means. You shouldn't do anything like to, you should be as morally and ethically as upstanding as you can be. And I actually disagree with that. I think you need to do what we should strive to do what promotes the most good for the most amount of people, which is why I say Batman needed to fucking kill the Joker. Now I love all the Joker stories. I mean, if you killed the Joker, then nobody gets to write about Joker stories anymore. Um, so that's part of the problem, but ethically, um, you need to kill the Joker. Now, I mean, and that's the thing, like different ethics and moral codes point you in different directions. They don't all agree. Like, like we were just pointing out. So. Exactly. So your point of saying, like, we can't always judge it. That's true. That's true. It, I will say it's tough when you're in the thick of like, you know, again, we're, the media says we're in a surge. Now, I don't know, like a surge is cases are going up, but like, if we take the, what's funny is the whole thing about a surge with COVID is the rates are still low in general. Like in, 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 in terms of mass society, the rates are still low. Like if you were to, like, we always see these graphs of like the rates of going, uh, you yeah, know, but they're these, not scaled. They're not scaled. The if you people, scaled them yeah. to the number of people in Michigan, like 10 million people, that's a, it's, it's not going to be a flat line, but it's going to be a pretty low sure. line in general. So we don't scale these things properly. So when, when we say well, we're, we, a, don't, we don't normalize relative to the whole population, when we say we we're just... in a certain, but when you hear that we're in a surge or like, and then if, if there's hotel parties or. You know, back, you know, we, we have the COVID shaming, which I, it's funny because I hold conflicting views because I don't think that we should be COVID shaming people because like we've talked about how COVID is, can be like a scarlet, the, the scarlet C, like, oh, yeah. I got COVID. It's like, I, I did something wrong or actually, I think that's like, sort of changing a little bit. Like, I think like more towards the fall of well, last year. Well, now there's more community spread and, and there's more people who are like, I really legit have no clue. Yeah. I think that was more towards like sort of the fall and yeah. mid last year. But when the rates were lower and people were still getting it, but, like, well, you must not have been wearing a mask or, but know. there is some of that. And so like, I mean, I'll admit that I have a little bit of that, that it's like, but yet I'm the person, I'm the person who went to Disney world. And I sort of felt, and you and I felt a little guilty about it, minimally, where we were like, I, I think we even told our kids, like, don't lie, but you don't have to promote that you're going to Disney. Like, a, a, yeah. a lot of times kids in school are excited to talk about, oh, I'm going to Disney World on, you know, next week or whatever. Yep. And so we even told our kids, like, because you don't want to be looked down upon. And well, so, what I didn't want to do was to have the school say, hey, we want you to quarantine. And we didn't get, I mean, the like, we didn't get COVID. Our kids didn't get COVID. We didn't pass it on, and nothing. And not, I can say that with, with some degree going, of certainty too, because I've had the, I had the antibody test. 
And but I did not but have COVID antibodies. There's so. going to be people who are who are judging us. And so I guess I want to just recognize that when you're like, let's not judge. I agree, but it's tough. It's hard. It, it's yeah. tough because if you think somebody else is doing the more, unless, and, and there's an argument for this, but if you want to make the caveat that everything that maybe I feel is ethically right, somebody else might feel differently than, and they're justified in that feeling then that's fine. Like if I think it's ethically correct to not go to a bar, let's say, you know, in October of last year, and that's the way that I feel. And somebody else says, well, I think it is ethically correct. Well, those are two conflicting views. Either we have to decide one of them's right. One of them's wrong. We have to decide they're both right. And it's fine. Like we have, you're, I'm using a different scale of ethics than they are. And you just have, but but at the but un, unless you have to couch everything you say and every feeling and every judgment that you have that well somebody else could feel differently and that's okay. Well, I mean, I, and there is. I think there are some actions that would be considered unethical across the vast majority of ethical codes. I mean, I, I think there there are some behaviors that could fall into that. But I think when we're dealing with such a gray area like we are right now. There's fewer of those. I mean, very clear decisions. If if we got our heads into the mindset of a hotel party um, organizer for a second, they're running a business. I've already said that they. Sh- I've already said that if the party is going on, then I'm probably okay going. But I probably don't think that they should be holding them in the first place. Like if you're that person, if I were to say, I think it's not, and 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 there's grays. There isn't just a black and white that's right and that's yeah. wrong, but there is like a, 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 a spectrum. But if I think it's you probably for the greater good of society, you probably shouldn't be holding these hotel parties or swinger events, then. Well, theoretically, if everyone was made it theoretically, even if the person who was throwing the party didn't think it was moral, if everyone else agreed to it, then they wouldn't come. I mean, the fact that there's people who are attending the parties tells me that there's enough um people who agree that it's it's an okay or or moral thing to do and it's a that that tells me that that it's 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 really gray it's a very slippery slope because if you then on the flip side put yourself in the shoes of a policymaker a lawmaker it gets really tough yeah because me as an individual citizen i could say well i think it's wrong to do x or y but I'm not going to say that tell that person X or Y can't do it. Plus, I don't I don't even have the power to tell them they can't do it. But if I'm a policymaker, then it's like, well, now I actually have the power to maybe introduce a bill or something that could do this. But should I? And um, should I like how? Like, and then that's where we're getting into these lockdowns. Like the whole the whole. And I mean, it all it's all tied in together. Like, should 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 we have lockdowns? Is that okay? Should there be laws on the books that in non-COVID times, you know, yeah, 20, I think 2018, that's, that's getting should, into a topic should that hotel I... parties or just should there be premises? Like we always, we always lament like, oh man, Michigan does not just have regular on-premise parties because it's just the zoning regulations don't allow for that type I of mean, stuff. I mean, I think if you're the, the person who puts on the hotel party, I think it absolutely is in your purview to do so and allow the people making the decisions to go. Some of the people who attend that party could very well be people who need the social interaction, who have a small social network. They they need that for mental health. I don't necessarily And, and maybe they work from home true, true, true. and can quarantine for two weeks true. after, so they're not going to spread. I mean, we don't know the individual risks of each 
person before going in and after. That's true. And you have to put some trust in society to make that decision. That's so true. For, for us, we're concerned about the domino effect for children, you know, for our kids in, in the school district, for example. There could be couples who are there who are, are you know, they're empty nesters well, who don't have parents to worry about, who it's only them two, their kids are out of the house, and they're like, this is our social out we you know we're gonna go and and i think that has to be their moral decision that's true one interesting example that i can um i agree with that but i also do think that it's worthy of a discussion to say are some things just wrong in the sense that this might be illegal but like let's let's say like just because like Okay, so a hotel party or a swingering a swinger event organizer, sure, they're looking to make money, and if there's a demand for it, supply and demand, like, I'm not doing anything wrong, it's not, like, I mean, actually, I think technically you are, for, for the law, but... Um, well, yeah, because of the nudity and the drinking, the, the but, nudity and the alcohol... But I'm fine with that. Is against that's the where, law. That's where my morality and the yeah. law disagree. Yeah. But, let's say you owned a house that was... Next door to this is extreme, and I do, I'm not equating that. They're not. I'm just bringing it up as a just a interesting thought experiment. But like, let's say you owned a house that was next to a school, and you had a schoolyard of children playing, and you are legally allowed to have a gun. So you set up a gun in your house, pointed at those at the playground, and then you invite. I don't know how you know all these people, but you invite a lot of hardened criminals and maybe those who are mentally unstable over to your home and you had this gun set up loaded pointed at but they don't have to you're not going to pull the trigger you're not making them pull the trigger it's a bad example it's a really extreme example but it's like the most extreme i mean they call it the straw man argument because it's like such an that's where like i actually just learned that because i was hearing it all like i'm hearing it all over the place like oh you're using a straw a, a straw man argument and that's when you take things to such an extreme that it's almost not even like yeah. Applicable. I think I think in theory you could be considered an accessory if somebody actually did pull the trigger because you set it up. So I think I think we're can, you, can you an organizer, could absolutely be held responsible. Can an oh, organizer yeah. of a no? Can an organizer of a super spreader event, regardless of what it is, maybe not legally, but could society say you are morally responsible for what happened here? I think we're seeing it now with what happened with the riots. So yeah, I think so. I guess that's I think what I'm society saying. would hold somebody potentially well, that's, accountable. Yeah, or I, I, I guess like would it? I, I actually, think our, that's, that's there a, are sects of our society who would do actually, that. Actually, I have yeah. a separate question. Should society do that? Like society will do that. There's no question about it. Should society hold that person accountable? My personal belief is no. To some, no, because it, we're all adults and we can make our own choices by by having it available. Um, I mean, I guess if, that's true. if you're offering it within a time period, I think if you're that's doing true. it at a time where, you know, the science says, hey, people can get together, we're opening it up, or they'll, you know, even and, then the laws are. And arbitrary. I don't necessarily but, agree with everything I'm saying. This I'm always the person who will think of all the examples and then try to like figure out, okay, well, which one? I mean, I want our civil. I I, I fight for civil liberties at yeah, heart, and I, so I agree. That's, I agree because I, I think in alignment with with that tendency of mine, I would have to say the only yeah. th- the only caveat there. And I completely agree with you because I'm a huge civil liberty person also. I think that if um, – I think most things that are illegal due to morality and, and drugs and prostitution, things cons- things between two consenting adults should be legal. Like everything – like I have very um, – I'm very civil liberty minded. But the issue with COVID is 
I mean, I guess like with any respiratory disease is like you, you're not taking the risk only for yourself. So that couple that you were saying is, you know, they're empty nesters. Yeah. They're you, not taking the risk only for themselves. You have so to consider your, your broader circle of your sphere of influence. So if you go to the swinging event, and again, these are all thought experiments, but if you go yeah. to the swinging event and you have no kids, you were from home, you know, during COVID times, but you go to the grocery store and you sneeze and the particles come out your mask. Was that just like, well, that was just like unavoidable. I'm wearing that's, a mask. That's what community it, spread is. I mean, that's, that's. But was there a wrong decision made there? Like, should you maybe not have gone to the swinging event? You don't know if you picked it up at the swinging event. Maybe you picked it up from someone else who sneezed at the grocery store. Well, let's store. say you did, though. That's the hardest part. Like, you let's, don't know. Let's say there's, you know, the thought experiment of, like, is there, like, this, a, a God who's all-knowable? Or, like, yeah. you know, let's say it is, like, you, it is known that you got yep. it from Well, from and, there. and that's why other people in the grocery store also choose to wear masks. That, because you don't know what the person next to you, what decisions they have made. So that's why you keep your six feet. That's why you, yeah, you know, you, that's a it's, great point. It's, it's like defensive driving, right? Like you drive in such a way as to try and prevent an accident, but you can't control the other cars around you. And sometimes you're still in an accident anyway. You could be driving as defensively as possible and mm -hmm. still get killed on the road. COVID's the same way. I think you, you want to be defensive as best as you can. But accidents are inevitable. So, you know, the person who's driving the car that causes the accident, could they have done something differently? Yeah, but maybe it was a slick day. Maybe they could have driven a little slower, but they still hit hit an oil splash, patch and, and slammed into you. Like, there's, That's true. there's all kinds mm -hmm. of what-ifs. But I, I think the transmission is very similar to defensive driving. Like, you just do your best and, and hope that the others around you are, are driving carefully, too. That's true. And like I said... We're emotional creatures trying to navigate this world, and we have bodily, you know, hormones and instincts, things telling us what we want to do. Well, well, I mean, specifically from the swinging standpoint, point of view, like what the would be fun. The good news is, you and I can still fuck each other's brains out. Definitely, <laughs> being single would be a lot more difficult. So I don't have anything else. I think. I mean, I could keep. You know, I love philosophical discussions. I could keep talking. I, I, I could probably li literally talk for hours. Um, no no he question can. about He's it. He's not joking. Um, I, I mean, I said I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who's constantly reading all of, like tons of philosophy books all the time. Um, I, I just love thinking about thought experiments. And I wish I had kept my philosophy book. I, I had to take a philosophy class for my business school when I got my MBA. I should have kept the book. You would have liked it. Yeah. Sadly, I did not keep that textbook. <laughs> so we can just drive ourselves crazy. So listeners... After all of this rambling discussion of an hour and a half, if you've made it to the end of the episode, write in what have you and your spouse or significant other um, or uh, casual play friend, what have you decided to do? What have what do you do? What have what what um, decisions have you felt like are okay? And if you want to, if you also want to include your rationale for it, because again, I like the philosophy side of it. If you want to, you know uh, how how you've come to the decision, like. Um, that that you've made, uh, I'd I'd love to hear it right in because it's it's so interesting and I've there's been parts of this podcast where I'm judgy and and I'm not judgy. It's it's because we're complicated people. Um, yeah, I'm not used to seeing you lose some of your logic and go more towards the emotional side. Like that's that's an unusual aspect of you to recognize that you're being contradictory. But I've seen it tonight. So I mean, I mean, I've said I said earlier I always strive to be as internally consistent as possible. 
but it's tough. And, and, and there's definitely scenarios where it doesn't work and your brain just tells you, I feel this way in this scenario and I feel this way in this scenario, and that's even though the data. That's it. Yeah, I'm and, gonna call that red, but I I know it's green, but it's red. Or it should be like, well, I feel like, I mean, and the rational, logical part of me is like, well, you feel this way in this scenario, so by therefore the transitive property, you should feel this way in this scenario. But that's we're we're humans, and that's not always that's not yeah. gonna be the way. We're, we're not Spock, we're not Vulcan, and you know even myself i'm well, trying to be as... still struggled too he had some human well he was, he was half human <laughs> yeah. i mean i try to be as logical as i can in my decision making but sometimes your gut just tells you yeah i'm not ready for this just like your gut says i mean if hootie and the blowfish were playing a secret show tomorrow that you got a secret invite to <laughs> your gut would tell you you'd be uncomfortable going you'd probably well, go... they actually are doing a virtual concert in a couple of weeks oh really are mm-hmm. you you gotta watch that yeah well it's not actually a real concert it's a it's a playback of their last live concert oh, in charlotte live? Oh. no it's not live Bummer that they're not actually doing it live no so um, you can write us and email us at swinging around at gmail.com no g at the end of swinging because you mentioned write in and share exactly. your thoughts write us a, a review Heidi tells me that it helps and pe- people find us um, I'm at the point now where I just like discussing with you I don't care what listeners we get but listeners but you, want but you tell me that that it, that it helps yeah. so uh, write a review if you like the show write a review if you don't like the show give us do give us feedback um, give us feedback in email write a review if you like the show <laughs> no yeah I, I say any I don't care I give us a wherever you want to comment I'm um, just unilaterally uh, give us your feedback, but specifically for COVID because we've been dealing with this for fourteen mo- or you know a little over thirteen months now, and it's there's lit- there's really no end in sight. Um, even you know people are getting vaccinated, but who knows? Like I said, our policy and lawmakers like where are things like when when am I going to when, when am I literally going to go back in the, into the office again? I couldn't tell you. Hopefully never from your case. My work has told me it's going to be September, mid-September um guaranteed. It's policy-wide, it's um company-wide, it's September uh mid-September. So I'm not going back until then. Will it be then? Who knows? Who knows? By then it'll be 18 months since we've been out of things, um right? Like September to March last year to September. It'll be, I think that's like 18 months, right? And so where are things going to end? Who knows? All right, everyone, stay sexy and stay swinging.